Greetings, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. Who we have with us today is Daniel DeCupa from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Now, Daniel is in the real estate business where he has been very successful, but where his true passion lies is in stand-up comedy, which he's been doing over the years and he still continues to do, and that's where he finds his spark of life to go forward with what he truly wants to do, both on his personal as well as professional side of his life and career. So welcome, Daniel. Hey, great to be here. Love your show and excited to be on. Awesome, Daniel. So tell us a little bit about yourself in your own words. Well, you know, I uh, have never done, never taken on a job or a task that I didn't have passion for and that wasn't, wasn't fun. So um, my career now is a real estate agent. We do about $70 million, 300 homes a year. I run a team. And a lot of that success comes from a passion I had in performing stand-up comedy. So I started at about 20 years old spent 15 years on the road touring with some big name acts and Mitch Hedberg, uh, Dane Cook, Dave Attell, uh, performing with some great people. And uh, I took a lot of what I uh, enjoyed about comedy, brought that to the real estate world and just try to find humor uh, in leadership in my personal life, making every day fun, keeping the home buying and selling experience fun for my clients. So I really think it's important, just like your your podcast, you put out to the world, hey, um, you have to tie in your passion in your career. So I really did stumble across this career when I came to a path where I had a young son and I was on the road traveling and I decided, well, you know what? I still love comedy, but I can't be on the road because if there's one thing that uh, kids don't appreciate, it's nightlife and hanging out at, at comedy clubs. So I'm still able to do the thing I love and bring it to a business that I love. And I think having that passion, waking up every day, trying to find the humor in the day, trying to uh, really get out with my clients um, that this can be a fun process. Because if you've ever purchased a home or sold a home, there's a lot of stress involved in the entire process. So the humor that I can bring to people, I think really um, eases their mind, helps in negotiation, and in the entire process keeps them informed and listening throughout. So how long have you been in the real estate business? So I've been in the real estate business for eight years. Okay. And then comedy, you said you've been doing it for about 15 years, right? Yeah. So comedy overlapped uh, with real estate there. So I'll still, obviously comedy clubs are closed right now in Michigan where I'm at. Um, but I just take a lot of the lessons that I learned from comedy into my real estate career. I have a team that I lead, uh, really helps keep things light, keeps my uh, employees engaged. So it it's a... Uh, Every day is fun for me. I love it. I wake up. Uh, and that's the passion I try to bring to my clientele, to my team, to everybody. So let's go back uh, to where you began your career, right? Your, your school days, college days. Um, so how were they and where did comedy really begin for you? Well, I uh, went to school, Michigan State University, have a degree in journalism and public relations. I worked in the uh, state capitol and uh, as a legislative aide and found out at, at that time that wasn't really where my passion lied. You know, coming out of high school, you have, you're 
you have to make a decision on a major. I love journalism. I love reporting. Um, looking at journalism today, I, I'm pretty happy that that's not an industry that I'm <laughs> involved in. But it just goes to show that the, it, comedy definitely was a, a plan B for me where I could take the writing. Uh, I found that I enjoyed when I was in college going to the comedy club, getting up in front of people. But initially, it was really hard for me to get over that that fear of failure. Um, it's going up on an open mic night on a Wednesday when there's seven people in the room all scattered and uh, you're telling jokes that you're not sure if they work or not. Getting in front of them, I learned so much from that experience and building up, going from open mic to getting involved with a manager and then touring the country. Uh, every time you go out as a comedian, you are, you're failing. You're failing out there. You are, um, you're telling jokes that you don't know if they're going to work. So I took so much from that, but I really, truly loved it. And instead of pursuing journalism, I went the comedy route. Okay, awesome. And then how did you begin when you lo- look back at your the first couple of times that you were on the stage? What was your experience? Oh, my gosh. You know, if I went back to that time, it was just kind of a rule I follow in my own life now because when they call your name and you get up on the stage your heart's racing you're sweating you're like okay I gotta do this I gotta remember to breathe and get up there and I kind of follow this three second rule in my life right now so you have three seconds before the negative thoughts enter your brain so it's that three second rule like oh okay just get up there just do it but I was I was really scared getting up there and doing it. I remember that I wanted to play the guitar one time and I had uh, a 10-minute set. So I was like, okay, you have to play the guitar. I had gone a few times. I was afraid to do it. I, I was like, I don't know if it's going to be funny or not bringing out a guitar. I strapped the guitar to my back just to make sure, okay, during this 10 minutes, you have to pull it off. And I was so scared. I never pulled that guitar off my back. I did my whole set up there without it. Then I got off the stage. I was like, oh, my gosh, what are you doing? And then when I finally got to using the guitar in my set, it's like, hey, it was funny. People laughed. People appreciated it. So that was just one of the times getting up there. You've got to get over that fear of telling a joke. Not every joke is going to be funny. And when I hear people like Jimmy Kimmel, um, when he's hosting the award show, he he's writing hundreds of jokes, hundreds of jokes, and knowing that he's only going to be really using 20 of them. So if he writes 500, he's going to use 20 of them. You know, what's that? I'm, I'm not great at math. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't take any math, but that's a huge percentage of jokes that he's writing that are just failures. They're just not going to work uh, on the show. So just getting over that. I remember every open mic experience um, was so rewarding. You can learn from it and you build and you learn to have a, a tough skin, which I need now in real estate because it's not all happy, but learning how to react to those things and not taking them personally. That joke wasn't funny. Not I'm not funny. Um, it, it really was a learning experience. So, so comedy is serious business, right? So, you, yeah. you know, you're making people laugh out there, but honestly, mm-hmm. you got to go through the, the seriousness of it in order to be mm-hmm. able to go out there and, and deliver. So, have you had have you had instances where you know you thought you'd be successful but you failed miserably? And if yes, what did you learn from such instances? Um, oh my gosh, I have so many <laughs> failures. Um, but I will tell you that w- one of the biggest ones I was opening for uh, a comedian, 
and his name was Dane Cook, who was really big at the time, um, a packed hall of all college students. And when the, the MC came up, he said, okay, is everybody ready for Dane Cook? And they're just yelling, yeah, we're ready for Dane Cook. All right, he's so funny. You ready for Dane Cook? Make some noise. And the crowd went wild. He said, all right, but first we're going to bring up this guy and his name is Dandy Kappa. And it was booze. I think there were bottles thrown at me. <laughs> it was such, so I had to go up there shaking, get through my set. And it wasn't the greatest set, but I thought to myself, oh my gosh, when I was looking at the time, I've got to fill this time. Eventually I got some laughs, got them to like me. But I realized that at that time that all the students were there to see Dane Cook and I really had to, to prove myself. And in what I learned from, I learned so many lessons from that. Also, by the way, at the, at the end of the show, I remember I got paid $500. I saw my check. Dane Cook got $50,000. He was paid $50,000 for that one show. 500 versus 50,000. I thought, okay. If your name's not on the marquee, then you really have to work harder to prove yourself because, and I'll tell you, in real estate today, if people call me because they heard of me or they're referred or they know who I am, like those are the great clients to work with. It's the ones that call randomly off of a phone number. They don't know me and they're interviewing five agents. You really have to prove yourself there too. So I learned, okay, if I want to reach that level, I have to prove myself. You want to be the name that's on the marquee, but it's not going to happen immediately. Um, I have very similar stories. I worked for Carnival Cruise Lines and I was so nervous the first time I went up on stage and in front of all the, um, all the, and at that time they were doing shows where the entire ship would basically show up. And I was supposed to do 15 minutes. I think I did about four minutes. And then the, I said, okay, that's it. I'm done. They opened the stage in the band that was playing behind me, all their instruments on the ground. And they're like, oh, what's going on? So it's like, okay, even if you don't feel like you're doing good or doing great, you still have to do your time. Stand up there. And that's when you're going to learn. So just so many lessons in comedy. And I know a lot of people want to get out there and, and do it. And I encourage you just Go to open mic night if you're funny. Write it down. Go a couple times. You will learn so much more. You're not you're not going to have a Netflix special, but you're going to learn a lot from trying something that you were so afraid to do but always wanted to do. And uh, hey, you gave it a shot. You know, one of the one of the things that I believe in is that anything that you want to do, like in your in your case, comedy, right? Your very first fan is yourself. You know, you got to recognize it in you. And you got to know that I believe I'm good enough. I got to put myself out there uh, for the world because nobody else knows about it but you. Don't you think so? Oh, I absolutely agree. If you don't have that confidence to believe um, in yourself as you go up there, especially in comedy, when you go up there, you could tell a couple of jokes and then you, you kind of fizzle and you fade and if you don't have the confidence, you just have to, to go through it. You do have to be your number one fan. And when you walk off, you say, okay, that's, that's it. And I played tennis as a kid, which I think is, is a great sport, an individual sport that helps you learn. If there's a, if there's a tournament and, and there's 120 kids in it, there's only one at the end that is going to be a winner. There's only one. Everybody else lost, right? When you look at a tournament, they all lost. 
but they believe them, themselves enough to go out there next time and they're going to try it again. Like it never happens. So I believe individual sports are great for that too. So how did you end up getting into real estate? How did that come about? That came about because of the time where uh, I decided that I couldn't have kids and live a life of comedy working on the road uh, long term. It just isn't sustainable. And just like I talked about, journalism was kind of a, a fading industry when I got uh, my degree. That comedy, if you look at it, it's, it's really changed today. So there's, there's fewer comedy clubs. There's fewer places for performances, especially right now in pandemic times, right? Uh, so said, well, what is something that I'm really, really passionate about that I could do? At the time, I was purchasing a house. So I really love the process of going through it of um, educating people, of um, sharing my knowledge, which you learn in real estate every time you have a, have a transaction. I thought, well, this is a, a job for me. So I went out, got my license while I was still performing and uh, pursued real estate. And then every day brought a little bit of humor into it. So I send out humorous postcards. I actually have a, on my website I have a free ebook at The Funny Agent, which talks about how to add humor into your life, how to add humor into your marketing, how to add humor into your leadership. Uh, and I thought, well, okay, I, I need to be passionate about real estate every day, but dealing with people can be extremely difficult. So it was a, it was a good merging and took a long time because I went from, let's say comedy has a 99.9% .9 failure rate, right? I don't have a Netflix special as most comedians don't. Real estate has a 96 or 97% failure rate too. But you can jump into those things. You can learn a lot. You can bring it to other areas of your life. And you don't have to have a Netflix special. You don't have to sell a thousand homes a year or make a million dollars to still learn every day and bring passion to every day. And how do you market your passion? Oh, that's, that's a great question. <laughs> so there's a, there's a lot of different ways to channel humor in, in real estate uh, marketing. So I use it through leadership. I use it with my team, but I send out very humorous postcards that'll go to people that um, I have samples of on my website that says, you know, this home's old in five seconds or uh, postcards cry when you throw them away. That was one of my favorite ones that I put. Postcards cry when you throw them away. So people at least look at it and say, man, I don't really want to throw this away. So I'll put it there. Um, I write humorous onion style, um, articles like seven tips on staging vacant land, uh, is one of my blog articles. And so I, I still, keep humor every day. I try to stay grounded through it. And I, I use it in my marketing. I use it in some of my marketing videos that's out there. And of course, tie in the real estate aspect, which I think a lot of people are afraid to bring their personal life into their marketing. So their marketing and their branding. So they find somebody and they say, well, i I want to attain this image. I want to be this brand. I want to be this image. But it's never going to be true to themselves. So I try to market as true to myself as possible. And if people don't call me that want to list a $2 million house, that's not my target clientele anyway, right? I want to bring on people that, that are going to laugh, going to have fun, that are willing to learn. And if your brand reflects your true self, then you're definitely going to have success in whatever you do. 
you know your ebook you call it uh, what do you call it the uh, laugh your way to six figures in real estate right not including the decimal point because that can be confusing <laughs> <laughs> real estate <laughs> right so so t- tell us about that yeah so i think that uh humor in marketing is somebody that everybody everybody strives for that or a lot of industries strive for that right they want to add humor to their marketing because it's sex appeal it's humor if you look at the list of things that really engage your audience whether you and you're presenting too right so so when you go out and present if you can add humor you're going to engage your audience they're going to listen to your message longer but you're also going to free up their mind to to be a, an active listener and to receive your message so in my ebook which is specific to real estate but you can pull up things that uh you can take for your for your own business it's how to how to market how to brand and how to lead through humor from joke writing to um putting funny messages on your postcards funny blog posts um to to really laughing at yourself being open so i'll i'll throw in there okay we all get negative reviews in our business right and i just saw somebody a real estate agent post the other day that he had 100 positive reviews and he got a negative review and just went on i can't believe it i can't believe somebody gave me 3 stars instead of 5 stars well you know what you have 100 positive reviews and you're really letting that one negative review affect you, you know what i'd like to do let's post that review let's put it up there and let's put up a funny review behind it and maybe you can you can learn from that or you can engage people we can't hide those negative things we're all wounded creatures walking around come on we're going not going to do everything right in our business so post it there admit that okay well maybe i wasn't or maybe it was a re- ridiculous client that put that out there um so just being true to yourself finding that humor in your marketing and all the different channels you can put it through you know Dan you've actually pivoted quite a bit in your in your life right you 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 talked about journalism you talked about comedy you talked about real estate and all that so obviously you have seen your fair share of ups and downs so so what stands out for you you know what keeps you going <laughs> um great question and it goes right back to something that you said as you you have to believe in yourself you're the only one that can create that path that you know you want to go on because there's so much noise out there so much negativity including your own mind right and that's that's the three second rule once you get past three seconds of going to try something you're going to flood yourself with negative thoughts what i'm not going to do it i'm not going to make it hey when i when i switched to to real estate i remember one time i was in my car no money for gas i had a baby at home i was i had a car full of returnable bottles and in michigan bottles are 10 cents so i had like $12 of um bottles to return and i thought oh my gosh i can't be in this place anymore i have to make a change i have $12 this is all i have for my family at the time we're renting a home the home is being foreclosed on if i didn't believe in myself at that time i wouldn't know where's the next step where am i going so i just channeled that energy and brought it in cutting out the noise it goes back to the one google review too you get one you get 100 positive reviews you get that one negative review 
you can harp on that for days and days and days. And that's going to, that's going to affect you. When I look out at an audience doing comedy, I could fixate on the one person that's not laughing, or I could focus on the few hundred people that are laughing. So which way am I going to focus? That's my choice. That's internal. So there'll always be people there to support you in your life, but you need to focus and keep those positive people there. Keep those positive thoughts in your brain. Don't be afraid to fail because we all do it. We're all humans. So um, that's, that's really helped me along the way. Awesome. That's very inspiring, Dan. Where do you go from here? So what are your plans for the upcoming year? Oh, that, that's great. It's, um, real estate is an evolving industry. So, you know, as far as professionally, I want to add people to my team because I feel we bring, bring value and leadership. I enjoy teaching people. I enjoy helping, helping them. I have great, uh, employees that have foster kids. They have families. I find every day, not just from selling to clients, but I find helping, helping them, helping them build their dreams is really important to me. Not just my clients, but my staff too. I want everybody to lead a successful life. It gets me up every day, helping other people attain their dreams. So I have that as a short term business plan. You know, long term in, in five or 10 years, I'd love to be in a place where, where you are and I need, need to connect is, is traveling, inspiring people. Um, especially how to bring humor into your life, how to, how to believe in yourself. Um, it's important to have that five or 10 year goal too, because it's easy to get caught up in every day. What's happening? You know, this deal is falling apart. That deal is falling apart. This, this employee is having this issue. So focus on something you love to do. I'd love to speak and bring that comedy back into my life too. And where do people connect with you or contact you in case they want to go after your comedy chops? versus your uh, real estate, uh, you know, uh, professional stuff. Yeah. So that would be on my website, which is thefunnyagent.com. Um, that's where you can find me. You can find humorous blog posts. You can find links to my Facebook page. And I'm always open to help anybody, uh, not just real estate, but you're thinking about adding humor to your brand. You want to run some things by me. You need to punch it up. Hey, I need some jokes. Just email me. I'm very open and love to help. And you also do private shows, right? Uh, like at uh, people's events and stuff. Yes, still do, <laughs> still do private shows as much as, as much as we can. New Year's Eve has always been a fun show for me. So I don't know. This will be the first New Year's Eve I miss in quite a long time. But, um, you know, trying comedy online, there, there's other avenues to get humor out there. All right. And you're pretty open to serve anybody nationally. Absolutely. Yep. I've flown around the country. Awesome. And then as far as your, uh, you know, your, your real estate stuff, where do people find you for that? That would be the Spotlight Agents. Um, it's called the uh, SpotlightHomeTeam.com. So if you go to SpotlightHomeTeam.com and you're looking to not only buy or sell in Southeast Michigan in Ann Arbor, but if you're looking to get into the real estate industry and you just need some help, it's something you've always thought of because it is a plan B for a lot of people. The most successful agents that I have found have come from varying backgrounds. So they've come from not just sales, but um, they have a desire, they have a drive. And I can tell you the very, very interesting backgrounds, not just, just comedy. It's an amazing plan B if you get off to the right start because there's a lot of negativity, a lot of noise, a 96% failure rate. 
but if you believe in yourself, um, it, it's an amazing industry. Awesome. Well, Dan, yours is a very inspiring story. I'm sure a lot of listeners will connect with it and will take some inspiration away in terms of being yourself, doing what you truly want and bringing your true mm-hmm. self to work or fun wherever you are. Before I let you go, one takeaway for the listeners, anything that you'd like to share? Um, yes, absolutely. If you've been thinking about doing something for years and years and years, a dream, a passion, now is the time to do it. Get off the couch, turn off the Netflix, and really pursue your passion. It, there's no better time than now. You will never look back at today and regret doing what you did because you'll always take a lesson if you make it or if you don't make it, and I believe you're going to make it, you have to start today. You cannot wait because you will go back and regret, why didn't I start two years ago? Why didn't I start three years ago? Start today and you won't have those thoughts anymore. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing your story with us today, Dan. Wish you the very best as we move into 2021 and we hope to keep in touch. You too. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Hey, I hope you liked that episode. Please do check out Plan B Success Podcast on your favorite listing platforms. It's also available on www.planb.live. If you're looking to learn how to podcast and learn everything there is to ideate, create, launch, and monetize a podcast, do get in touch through the website www.planb.live. And I'll be more than happy to help. Thank you very much. Thank mm-hmm. you.